Hello and welcome to Data Drop, a podcast meant for informing youth about the amazing learning and career opportunities in the field of data science. I will be your host for today, Maya Robero, and today we're going to be talking about data science and how it can work to aid in the study of marine biology on the topic of climate change. This episode is going to continue with the previous two episodes, in which we spoke about the climate crisis from the topics of energy efficiency, and also just through an overall overview of data science and climate change. Now before we jump into this episode, I would like to mention that DataDrop is proudly sponsored by the Royal Bank of Canada. RBC is committed to helping clients thrive and prosper, supporting strategic initiatives that make a measurable impact on society, the environment, and the economy. RBC has been a lead sponsor for Toronto Women X in Data Science for four years, helping us advance the mission of enabling women to become data literate. Check them out at http dot dot slash slash rbs dot com slash tech jobs. Without further ado, let's begin. Did you know that the Great Barrier Reef is dying? One of the most abundant world heritage sites, filled with various species of sea life, has lost half of its corals since 1995. It is estimated that the Great Barrier Reef is home to more than 1,500 species of fish, 134 species of sharks and rays, and numerous turtles and marine mammals, of which some are threatened or even endangered. It is an important part of preserving the sea life that we have within the ocean and making sure that we can continue to have thriving ecosystems and ocean food chains. Scientists claim the bleaching of coral reefs spread throughout the world is due to human-caused climate change, which leads to warmer and more acidic seas that the reefs cannot survive in. Now, as it has been mentioned in previous episodes, global warming, or climate change, is a human-led phenomenon which worsens the quality of life for both animals and humanity as a whole. It refers to global heating up of the world due to carbon dioxide gas and other greenhouse gases being released into the atmosphere through things such as cars, factories, and energy plants. Marine biology, according to Wikipedia, refers to the scientific study of the biology of marine life, or organisms in the sea. Given that in biology, many phyla, families, and genera have some species that live in the sea and others that live on land, marine biology classifies species based on the environment rather than taxonomy. And for those of you that have taken grade 11 biology, some of those terms might sound quite familiar. Essentially, it just means that marine biology is the study of ocean life. Recently, scientists have noticed that at an alarming rate, ocean life is dying. According to a 2015 study, Earth has lost an insane amount of 49% of global marine animal species since 1970. The need to change has never been more urgent or dire than now. Yet the good news is that there are currently being initiatives taken to try and study the ocean more deeply and learn about the impacts of climate change on it. One of the people who specialize in marine biology with climate science is Professor Jacquim Goes. He works with a team of researchers to collect water samples of different parts of the Atlantic Ocean. According to an article by Robert Florida, the team is currently designing an automatic continuous flow system in which seawater is sucked into a moving ship and continuously analyzed. 
This automated system is a big improvement over the usual sample collection methods, in which marine researchers must stop the ship in a pre-panned location to collect samples. This system allows the vessel to keep moving. Now, this is way more efficient than previously, as it takes up less time, and also allows for the collection of more samples, which leads to better results and data. Aside from that, there are other things this team is doing that can help with marine biology and climate change. According to Columbia University Data Science Institute, they are also collecting data on the diversity of plant life, especially plankton, which is essential for marine ecosystems to assess the ocean's ability to sequester carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. It is important to note that plankton is a key indicator in the overall health of the ocean and an important part of the ocean food chains. Now, for those who aren't entirely sure of what plankton is, you could think of the small Spongebob character, or if it's easier, imagine tiny microscopic organisms that help with collecting carbon dioxide from the ocean and the atmosphere. Plankton is important to getting good air quality for us humans, and it's estimated that around 50% to 80% of Earth's oxygen comes from oceanic plankton. Plankton is also one of the major forms of life that is dying due to ocean acidification and heating up. So for this reason, the collection and analyzation of data surrounding plankton regarding climate change is crucial. Aside from the work of the professor and his team of researchers, some of which are students, there are things that we can do personally in order to aid in the fight to save the world's marine life and to help against the climate crisis. Unity College has a couple of things that their students do that we, as data-literate individuals, could also take part in. The five things they state their students are doing include 1. Analyzing data to help us get to know the ocean's inhabitants and how they interact as an ecosystem. 2. Analyzing big data to understand changes in the ocean. 3. Analyzing the behavior of ocean organisms and working for positive change. And 4. Analyzing data to advocate for evidence-based policymaking. A couple of websites that you can go to for open-source climate data include Google Earth Engine and https://www.marinedatascience.co/. The second link is useful to check out if you specifically want to look at marine biology, data science, and climate change. As a data scientist, analyzing these large data sets can be useful to making a point to politicians and businesses that we need to change and to bring about a new way of looking at things. Outside of that, there are small lifestyle changes that we can make that contribute to helping in the fight against climate change. Some of these lifestyle changes include turning off the lights when we leave a room, being mindful of trash and plastics we are throwing in the ocean or littering with, and investing in green energy or environmentally friendly stocks and businesses. Overall, despite the challenge that humanity faces with climate change, I believe that as individuals, we have always been able to find solutions to the major problems we have faced. And if we as a collective of data literate and non-data literate people truly put our minds to it and work towards it, we can end the climate crisis once and for all. Let us ensure a better future for ourselves and the generations of humans to come. Let's give ourselves something to look forward to. Or, as Greta Thunberg, a young Swedish climate activist once said, together and united, we are unstoppable. 
So everybody, in today's episode, we discussed marine biology and data science surrounding climate change. We also discussed a little bit about analyzing data sets and why it is important to aid in the fight against global warming. Next episode, we'll be discussing another interesting topic, so stay tuned. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, as it was the last one in our climate series, so we'll be speaking on a completely different topic next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Once again, I'm your host, Maya Ribeiro, and catch you next time on Data Drop.